All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Wednesday, October 25th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, it's here. Five Nights at Freddy's is only about three nights away, maybe even less. We're, this is on a Wednesday, so we're, we're looking at, basically, when you listen to this, you're only one night away from Five Nights at Freddy's with Thursday previews. It's so close. And we had to bring him in. He had to be here because this is the gaming movie of the moment. And we had to bring in the gamer, the resident gamer, the chief gaming correspondent of the B.O. Boys. You know him. You love him. From I Screen, You Scream for the number, number four. four, the movies. Danny Eskimalaji is here. Danny, welcome back to the B.O. Boys. Thank you, Pat and Clayton. So honored to be back. Been a long minute since I've been on your Mario episode. And, you know, Dune has been what that movie I want to be on your show, by yeah. the way. But then kills me to say that I have to still return. But at least for this movie, it's the right occasion for my comeback. For yes. Sure. Yes. So I'm glad to be on the show right now. That, guys. That's and the thing. You all want to be a boys, girls, and people. 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 <laughs> yeah. You, you want. For a great man, you want something to be worthy of a great comeback. And I think this Five Nights at Freddy's is comeback worthy. And it is, you know, you were, like you said, you were last here for the Super Mario Brothers movie in the spring. And that was, after Barbie, the biggest movie of this year. It's going to end up being the second biggest movie of the year. And games. It is the year of games and Five Nights at Freddy's. So... I, you know, right off the bat, I, I got to ask you, we got to ask you, what is Five Nights at Freddy's? Because Clay, Clayton, before Danny explains it, what is your concept? We've both seen the trailer. We've both seen the posters. We've heard the buzz. Do you feel like you have a firm grasp on what even the concept of Five Nights at Freddy's is? Do you get it? I actually do, and okay. I'm not a gamer, and I am a generation older than you. Of course, I'm Gen X, you're a millennial, so it's it's confusing X. as to why I would know and you wouldn't. But it is a, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Danny. After I'm finished speaking, this is a this is a video game where you are spending the night at a. Chuck E. Cheese type restaurant where the animatronics come to life and try to kill you. It's a horror video game that young people probably still play, and I know that they have played it for years, where they do it in groups, and they scare the bejesus out of each other while playing this game. So did he get it, uh, Danny? That's correct. No explanations, but that's correct. Wow. He got it. He, he got it. it. Popped off. He, he got it. So, Got Danny, it. what is your personal history with the game Five Nights at Freddy's? When did you experience it, and and how how important is it to your life as a gamer? Well, I'll say this to your surprising and to all want to be a boys, girls, and people. People, I'm not a fan of that series. Wow, I haven't. But here's what I'll know. Okay, I know my little young brother loves the hell out of that game, the series for sure, and it's popular among gamers around the world even kids surprisingly it's a huge huge ip for a franchise like this and believe it or not it's nowhere near as mario or any other video game ips but this for a horror this is huge this is huge and definitely one of those one of a kind 
So, so it's a it's a game that just personally hasn't clicked with you. Is it was it too scary? Are you a are you not a horror game? I'm not guy? a horror guy like this who gets jump scared twenty four seven. I'm I'm okay getting jump scared in movies, but like video games all the time. Nah, it's not my biz. Okay, and okay. that's pretty much it. I do play other horror video games, but not like something like this. Got it. But okay, so I definitely know the history and the IP behind it. So believe it or not. Okay. So, so this is a, so Clayton, have you heard this from, you know, younger people that you're around? Is this a, is this a truly scary game? People try and scare themselves by playing Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. And I think we said in a previous episode, I, I think this is like uh, for the young generation, like Danny said, the younger sibling, this is their first introduction to like getting scared and it being fun mm-hmm. and willingly doing that. And I think that is looking like it's going to translate into a phenomenon at the box office with the these tracking numbers keep going up and up and up. I mean, they've been going up since the summer. To the point, I mean, before tracking even dropped, and I'm going to bang this, I'm going to bang this drum and I'm going to pat myself on the back because I deserve it when Exorcist... Thank you, Danny. That's why you got to subscribe to YouTube because Danny himself, patted yeah. himself on the back yep. and was patting me by proxy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said this movie <clears throat> was going to open bigger than The Exorcist, which it will. I mean, it's it's going going, that it will. Going. Yeah. And so, that it will make more domestically than The Exorcist Believer as a day and date. I mean, and that that is going to happen. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, but... I didn't go out on a limb and say, this is going to make $80 million or $90 million or uh, in that ballpark where, you know, Kirk Minahan, Podcast Jesus on the last episode said, do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And said, what did he say? 80? 90? What I, think was he, I think he said 85 or 90. He said 90, yeah. I'm sure. He said 85 90. or 90. That yeah. is thoroughly possible. Yeah. Yeah. That I is believe possible so. this weekend. Yeah. So, so. the lead... And again, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. The lead uh, uh, evil animatronic in this series is a beaver, right? The be- the beaver is the head of the evil animatronic. Uh, no, animals. It's a bear. It's, it's a, a bear. bear. It's a bear. Is Freddy? Is Freddy one of the characters? Is Freddy? That's one- correct. Okay. Is Freddy the bear? That yes, he's the bear. Okay, he is the bear. He is absolutely the bear. How high in the in the ranking of animatronics is the beaver? Is the beaver one of the chief lieutenants of Freddy? Uh, I don't know the beaver, but there's other animatronics, but I don't think there's a beaver in this movie. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay. Pat, where but, are you getting a beaver? Are you looking at a yeah. like, what website are you on? I'm 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 looking at a website that's talking about beavers. And is it, it a could, parody website? It could be okay. Uh, is it? Uh, listen, I don't want to be crass. Is it Five Nights in Freddy? I okay. So here's the thing. I I'm looking at a, a Wikipedia for Five Nights at Freddy's. The Beaver was a main character in the creator of the game's previous game, the family friendly Chipper and Sons Lumber Company. Okay, so that's I was see that that's why we have to have we've got to have our gaming expert on because I was about to go on for a half hour about how the lead character of Five Nights at Freddy's is a beaver. We've mm-hmm. never had a hit beaver before. Zombievers was not a success at the box office, but it's a bear. So now that having said, Freddy is a bear. This has been a great year already for scary bears at the box office. Cocaine bear. We had Cocaine co- bear. Yeah. We had Absolutely cocaine. Absolutely fun movie. 
I mean, Cocaine Bear was huge. And I mean, I'll throw it out there. Are, if this is a hit, which we feel like it's going to be a huge hit, what does this do for bears at the box office to have both a Cocaine Bear and this Freddy Bear, you know, within the same year, just dominate the horror box office? This is big for bears. Yeah, I mean, we had, zombies had their run, vampires had their run. Right. Now it's, you know, step aside, evil bears. Evil bears. Yeah, vampires had their run, and I mean, after uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, it's it's a bad time to be a, a, and and Renfield, it's a bad time to be a vampire at the box office, Mm -hmm. but being a bear is is a great gig. Is the, uh, tell us about this character, Danny, is... Freddie the Bear in Five Nights at Freddy's, is he wisecracking? Is he, I mean, to, to invoke the name of the other horror Freddy, is he like a Freddy Krueger type character that he's got a lot of puns, he's playful when he kills? What What, what is the appeal of Freddy the Bear? Um, So he's nowhere like as Freddy Krueger, but yeah, he is like a, a top, major character villain in the series and possibly all video game villains. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't like usually, I don't know if he speaks or not. I'm not, again, I've never, never played the series a lot, but forgive me if I don't sound very expert, the five minutes phrase, I'm not, but don't worry. I'm don't worry about for this IP, but yeah, he is a crack appealing to like as villains, you know, video game wise, villains wise. Yeah. He's appealing like that. You know, yeah, he's, he's, up he's there a leader. With your war. He's a, he's a leader. That's interesting because he's got he's got a band of of animals with him. He's a leader. So wow, Danny putting Freddie the Bear from Five Nights at Freddy's. Freddie Fazbear is his full name, by the way. Freddie Fazbear. So he's up there with your Wario's, with your Bowser's, with your uh, uh, Doctor Robotniks in terms of of just you know huge video game villain IP. Yes. Um. Leisure Suit Larry, he never, he never had a, he never had a movie, right, Clayton? No, uh, and he I feel like he could hang out within this Five Nights at Freddy IP. Like, Uh, I could see Leisure Suit Larry walking into this, this restaurant. It is funny how times change and culture moves because, yeah, he was the hero of his game. Right. When it came out, and now he is most definitely the villain. You, you could not have a Leisure Suit Larry movie that was was faithful to the IP if he was not the enemy, yeah, the, yeah. the villain. He can't be who we're rooting for. No. Um, this is probably before your time, Danny. Do you, do you know of the Leisure Suit Larry video game IP? Uh, no, never been familiar with it at all. Okay, that's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. He was like a Lothario type. Yes. And, and the games would be about trying to get him to score. You know, to score, we know yeah. we know what that means. Um, so, Five Nights at Freddy's is set in a Chuck E. Cheese type establishment. What is your Danny as a young person, a young gamer? What is your relationship to the real life Chuck E. Cheese franchise? Does that mean anything to you? To people your age, is this something that younger people want to watch a movie? set in a Chuck E. Cheese setting. Yeah, it Chuck E. Cheese and a Chuck E. Cheese parody to Five Nights at Freddy's is a good concept for the whole series. It's like a good idea to put a supernatural type of like moment or sorry, sorry, man, I'm just spilling beans. I'm just trying to say what's coming in my head. Spill but those beans. You know what That's I mean? why like, you're here. 
You're here to spill yeah. beans on the air with the B.O. boys. They can yeah, be baked yeah, or yeah. half-baked. Spill the beans. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I'm running out of ideas, but it's the, the setting look, is a very cool concept. And people would like to see something like this in like any movie, you know? Mm -hmm. It's based on the video game to this movie like that. It's a like, very good concept. So it really Clayton, does. Clayton, ha, are you a Chuck E. Cheese person? I, it just proves that you, you listen a, a good amount of the time, I will say. But you don't listen all the time. Because I told you a story, a traumatic story, about when I went to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid... And uh, the mouse, Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. Chuck E. himself, mm -hmm. went to hug me, poked me in the eye with his thumb. Right, right, right. I, I think it's so traumatic, I just tried to, I tried to forget. To you tried to forget. That is traumatic. How do you I think I feel? Yeah. I've lived with this trauma my whole life. Now, and that's got to be a dirty thumb, that Chuck uh, E. Cheese costume thumb. It's one of those things where it's too big to wash one of those costumes, so they just go years and years without ever touching soap and water. It, it I still remember what it felt like, what it looked like. It what was it so like. gray and dirty mm -hmm. and matted down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I mean, I would rather use a Times Square Elmo costume as a bath towel. Okay. Than wow. have been touched at all let alone poked in the eye by this Chuck E. Cheese costume from a Chuck E. Cheese outside of Pittsburgh right. in the suburbs of it. Not even a metropolitan Pittsburgh Chuck E. Cheese. Right, right. This was Booney's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no, there's no health inspectors visiting that Chuck E. Cheese looking at that costume, no. that thumb. No, no, no. This, this guy got out of that costume and then got into his barrel. Yes. That was his home and his working uh walking around clothes. Yep. Yep. That's and what we're talking his, about. And his and his bathroom. And his bath. It's all. It's yeah. everything. It, that barrels everything to that to that man in the mouse costume who poked you in the eye. Did you ever go to a Chuck E. Cheese again no, after that incident? Never. In fact, we almost were gonna go in high school as a goof. Right. And I made some excuse not to do it. Wow. So wow. that's th thank you. Thank you for sharing your truth. Thank on you. AR once again. Uh and probably you Glad will to hear the truth. Yes. I mean it's gonna snap for myself. Yes, yes. You earn that snap. Danny now Thank snaps. You, Danny. I'll I'll also snap. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. <laughs> um so that's the thing with Chuck E. Cheese as a setting is so many people of all ages do probably have traumatic, horrible experiences with whether it's a character touching them inappropriately, whether it's something happening in the ball pit, whether it is just the pizza itself, which is very bad. Yeah. Very bad pizza. So you, everyone has these sense memories of a horrible Chuck E. Cheese experience. That's what you want out of a horror film. You yeah. You want to go somewhere that you're pre-scared of. Danny was so scared of Chuck E. Cheese that he never went to one and he, he couldn't play the game. Actually, I wasn't afraid of Chuck E. Cheese, but the last time I've been there was since 2019. That's the last time I've been to Chuck E. Cheese, but I'm not like traumatized or anything. But okay. I can sense that to some people and Clayton told a very good truth about that. That's something people will love to see and people that have been through will like to see it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, because imagine if that rat... And that's what he is. Had, yeah, He's a rat. had uh, spinning, uh, you know, uh, saw saw blades coming out of its tummy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or its mouth, usually. Or its mouth. Its mouth. Absolutely. So so this the 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 rat in Five Nights at Freddy's has a saw mouth? Well, it, no, uh, there is no. I saw rat. that from a trailer. Usually, I thought I no, yeah, I saw that trailer for that kind of kill. But like, wow, maybe from the mouth, but not like from a rat. You know, right, right. Something from, like what any of those animatronics have. So it's a scary setting. It's got the you know, Danny is not a player of this particular game, but as a gamer, you are aware of the popularity, the power of this game. Danny, could you talk a little a little bit about are you aware of the YouTubers and the the game reviewers who spend a lot of time talking at Five Nights at Freddy's? Because we've heard that. We heard that Kirk Minahan was on our last episode. He said his son not only plays the game, but is a fan of watching YouTubers talk about the game, playthroughs of the game. What is the what is the sort of culture that you're aware of around playing this game? Do you know friends who watch YouTube videos about playing this game? What it, what is that? What is that culture like? The culture is like the aware of you know streamers. Streamers on Twitch usually will play games. Will play a game like this. I know yep. particularly one person. No, I don't watch the whole lot of stream streamers streamers on Twitch that plays it. But one particular guy did play one of the games from the series. He goes by the name Joe something. But, okay. You know, so, well, that's one of them. He played yeah, one yeah. of the newest Five Nights at Freddy's games and he talked about it too and such, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it is definitely popular in Twitch days when the game was like popular in the, in the IP, pretty much. Now, just to clarify, Pat, I yes. am on Five Nights at Freddy's Wiki. Okay. Freddy Faze Bear mm-hmm. is the main one. He's a bear. Bonnie. Is looks like to be a purple female bear. Oh, great. Don't know if that's a, you know, what their relationship is. Right. Could be brother and sister. It could be more. Could be a Sam Diane situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chica or Chica. I think it's Chica. It's Chica. 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 Who is a chick as in a baby chicken. Got it. And Foxy, who is... A fox. A fox. Thank a fox. you, Danny. What does a fox? What does a fox say? Foxy. Oh, is that coming back? It, uh, it's it's going to be huge <laughs> I now. I throw a punchline or something. I guess. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're you're in touch, Danny. You're in touch with the youngins. The what does the fox say could be the new TikTok song that takes off. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. But those look like the main characters. There's all these other ones that I don't know if we're actually going to show and up. There's one more. There's Cupcake. Cupcake is one of those characters in the movie, and I'm sure from the game. Okay. All right. And I see Pig Patch, which is a pig, Mr. Hippo, Happy Frog, Ned Bear, Orville Elephant. Who knows? It looks like a deep bench. Right, right. It's like, I mean, they're setting up, because this is this is going to be a hint, and this is going to be a franchise. They're setting up their rogues gallery. They're setting up their, you know, the same way Batman villains carry that, would carry that franchise. You're setting up the next two, three, Five Nights at Freddy's movies. Freddy is the, this universe's Joker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they, they do, they're doing the smart thing what Batman 89 did of get him in there in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Don't make us wait for Freddy. You know, Five Nights at Freddy's and then Freddy is teased at the end of the first movie of its sequel. Freddy's in right from the start. Well, because we're always ready, ready for, for Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. 
Here's mm-hmm. something uh, that I'm seeing here is uh, Dave and Buster's is it, it was just announced that Dave and Buster's is going to have a partnership with Blumhouse and Universal Pictures to do five weeks of exclusive deals, each inspired by the film's animatronics, uh, trading cards released each week, power cards. So I don't know if that is already in effect, but you know, that's, that's a powerful partnership for this type of movie. Cause I think that, I think Chuck E. Cheese's are kind of out of business at this point. I don't know if there's still a, a, a growing concern. There's but, still one around me, but like nowhere near, nowhere near close, but like somewhere a little from like local down. Okay. I feel like there's one Chuck E. Cheese in my area. I don't know if that, I never heard of them going out of business in my state. Okay. Michigan, by the way. Got it. But Pat, they, there's one in downtown Brooklyn. It's still there. The one, yes. the one. I feel like though, Dave and Buster's is the one you want to be, even though Five Nights at Freddy's is a Chuck E. Cheese parody. Dave and Buster's is who you actually want to be in business with these days. Mm-hmm. You know, the gamers, they show UFC that that's, that's where, that's where the, you know, people actually go now. Although I don't know what their height was, but as of August, 2023, there are 568 corporate and franchise locations of Chuck E. Cheese's. Wow. So but still- they could be downsized. Like, I don't know if they're as expansive or as, you know, uh, they right. don't, there might've been 5,000. Yeah. One point, and some of them Jesus. might, and I don't know, do they all ha- even have the animatronics or is it just a shell of what it used to be? Is it just a pizza place with a cardboard cutout of Chucky? So that is actually the thing I've heard is that's, what's being phased out of the Chucky cheeses is most of them at this point do not have the animatronics anymore. They are simply pizza places that maybe have a ball pit, maybe have some video games, but the a kid's birthday party on top of that. <clears throat> right, right, but the the I do think the animatronic aspect of Chuck E. Cheese has been phased out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at this this movie coming out, it's got the gaming thing. Um, let's look at this in, in terms of the year of the gamer so far. Danny was here for the Super Mario episode. Gran Turismo didn't do what people hope look, you would do look, don't cut this shit look listen, oh, the oh strike is the reason why don't the, the strikes the reason why it fucked up the domestic numbers I don't put it. this out like it didn't do shit blame it on the strike blame it on sony blame it on the studios that's all i gotta say and that's what i've been wanting to say to you guys period do wow. not talk about this movie it's a great movie you know it neil blow could direct the fuck out of this movie after this comeback I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut this shit. Don't be sorry. It's me. Don't it you just hurted me? Don't you that dare be sorry, movie, Danny. The last movie I saw was Gran Turismo, and I'm sorry to say this. It was the last movie, and I didn't see shit because, well, long story. I'm gonna talk about this at the end, but oh, this is that movie's so good. But the strike is the reason why it affected the awareness. Putting this in screenings is a bad shit idea. I knew this was not gonna work, and I will admit it cheated the box office at number one. I agree. Yeah. Period. Wow. So, Danny, I... Understand it's raw feed. I, yes. I love this passion from you. I love to see the youth of America get excited about a movie in this way. To, to see a movie that you think is great not do well at the box office, of course you should be mad. Yes. Because we all know box office results are how quality of movies is judged. And people are going to think this is a bad movie because it did poorly and it's unfair. And, and I'll tell you, you cutting Not that fair. shit with the passion that you cut it, 
does this was a movie I didn't see in the theater, Gran Turismo, based on a true game. A nice movie. You don't gotta play I, well, the game. It's based on a true story. Based on a You'll true like story. Based on true you story. wanted it to be called based on a true gamer. Yeah. That was yeah, your I wanted it to be called based on That was your idea. It. Yeah, yeah. But it was a rebrand. Yeah. Gran Turismo based on a true story. I did not see this film when it was in theaters. And honestly, after that box office, I kind of felt like I'll never have to see this film. But after the way you just cut that shit, Danny, I will make it my business to watch this movie before I die. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot sooner than that. Like once it's on streaming, I will watch. I have it. the game. I have the game. Holding... I've been playing it. I got this game early this year too. He's just to be ready. Hashtag justice for Gran Turismo. Now, Danny, it was well, the fault of the strike. While we're on the topic, uh, so no, no, apologize. You you cut that shit. You came on here as our resident gamer, and you stood up for. Gran Turismo. For all the people who uh, didn't see this movie, it is a movie about a gamer who got so good at playing Gran Turismo that he became an actual race car driver. Yes. Now, I want to ask you a question, Danny. If the same situation happened to you, because you've played that game, this isn't a Five Nights at Freddy's situation. This is a, you have played Gran Turismo and you love this game. If they came to your door tomorrow and at a reasonable hour, I'm not saying like 6 a.m. You're not going to make a decision at 6 a.m. Yeah. 9.30 after breakfast. After breakfast. And they said, hey, we want you to hop in a car and be a race car driver. Would you be scared or would you be excited? I would be excited. It's like, same thing if I was very good at Smash Brothers, which is my favorite fighting game. The same thing. They would come to me and ask me to something like be a Smash just Brother. to join a team. Come yeah, Smash. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if a stranger came example, to your door and was like, come and smash, you would say, I'm in. I'm in. All well, right. It would I'm be in. it would be if a construction company knocked on your door and said, Tomorrow we have to take down a building. Because we're gonna we're gonna put a new building in that same spot. We need the greatest smashers in the world. You would come there and you would sign up and you would smash a building to smithereens. I don't think that's what Smash Brothers is. You're thinking a rampage. Well, they smash each other. They yeah. fight. They, it's a more like a tournament yeah. of smashing. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, I'm trying to apply it to a real world, uh, a real real world use because I don't think they would have a use for someone to hit someone else with like a turtle shell. Well, uh, I, I, uh, I guess then it would be UFC. Yeah. If the UFC, I was going to say if UFC. UFC. If, if the UFC came yeah. to your door, Danny, because you're such a great super smash brothers player and said, we want you to be an MMA fighter based on your smash brothers skills. You would say yes. I would. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I'd I, I be doing for sure. Yeah. And, and it, that makes me want to see this Gran Turismo movie. I've but got to find it. That was my, but that's, you know, Danny is a brave uh, man, as yes. we know from coming on this podcast, from speaking his truth about Gran Turismo. He's a brave man. I don't know if all gamers are as brave as you, and that's why I think this movie didn't do well, because I think the idea of somebody snatching someone out of their gaming chair and putting them in an actual car, a race car, that goes vroom vroom really fast and could possibly kill you is a 
terrifying prospect and not an exciting prospect for a lot of the nation's youth. That's why I think this didn't do well, because it wasn't something they're aspiring to. They don't want to actually race cars. They want to race virtual cars all day. And that's nothing wrong it's, with that. There's nothing. It's a not strike. Anything it's wrong the awareness. It's, it's the awareness. Come on. It's the it's awareness. The it's not the concept. It's the strike. It's, it's the not just the idea of this movie. So, it's Danny. It's the truth. You guys were hiding that. That's all I'm saying. We did. Uh, you know, I don't know if we were hiding it. We just weren't able to vocalize it as, as passionately as you did. Yep. Now, Danny, you're mentioning the strike. And, of course, if you listen, you know I am a member of SAG in very bad standing. Yeah. It it's only worse getting worse. Week, yeah. it, oh, it just got it's worse. Getting, like, it's I, getting fucking worse. The meeting's tonight as we as we speak. I got a letter in the mail, but we won't talk about that. Danny, I want to give you this forum. Fran Drescher, president of SAG, if you could say something to her about this strike, what would you say? I mean, obviously, keep it clean, keep you know, clean, but yeah. keep it clean because this could keep, be something that keep I could... Fighting, sorry, keep fighting for your rights. So, so we continue, all back continue it. Yeah, continue it until the studios finally lose money and will admit that their theaters... No, their movies, the theaters will go out of business. And movie studios do not love to see that. Wow. I love it. Unless they give a shit about streaming. That's it. But I hope not to be considered. That That's great because Danny, he obviously wants this strike to end. He obviously wants stars to be able to promote their movies, movies to go into production. But his advice to Fran Drescher is still fight for your rights because Danny is with the working man. Love it. Love it. A gamer Absolutely. with the working man. That's the future right there. Yeah. The gamers and the working man on the same side, nothing can stop them. So you're talking about stars for movies. What about the stars of Five Nights at Freddy's? Now, obviously, the IP itself and this uh, Freddy Faze Bear, Freddy, Freddy Faze Bear, that's the real star. But in terms of these actors... Do we think any of these people mean anything? The the names that you would recognize here are Josh Hutcherson, who of course was the 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 non Hemsworth love interest in those Hunger Games movies. I feel like is that probably the best way to describe who Josh Hutcherson is? Mm-hmm, I think so. so. I guess so. Right? He's the he's the non Hemsworth in the Hunger Games movies. You've also got Mary Stuart Masterson, which to Gen Xers like myself and Clayton, I think she means something. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Matthew Lillard is in this film. So Matthew Lillard plays Steve Raggian, Mike's career counselor. So he's the career counselor of Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson uh, is a security guard at uh, Freddy's. Will Matthew Lillard help this box office do we or and will this box office help matthew lillard's career uh, i'll throw it to you danny does matthew lillard mean jack all to you he's known for stumacher and scream he's known for shaggy i don't know him particularly everywhere else but i guess for people that enjoys this this uh these movies and feminist movies yeah fans at least i don't think he's a major major star but you know i think the fans would love to see and come out to see this movie for him in such way. I, I love that. I mean, you, you nailed it on terms of his two big characters. Obviously he was also in those Freddie Prince jr. Rom-coms, the, the late nineties, early two thousands, but that's Matthew Lerner. Those are his two big parts. He's he's Shaggy and Scooby-Doo and he is Schumacher in 
the Scree movies. So I love that a young person knows those two big Matthew Lillard parts. And so that makes me think Matthew Lillard, if not a draw, he's going to be a welcome presence to this young gamer audience. Clayton, obviously Matthew Lillard means a lot to he you as the a world screen guy. Um, so who do you, do you think he helps this movie? He helps this movie when it comes to Gen X parents, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I'm not a parent, but I am Gen X. Right. And I think As am I. Scream means a lot to a lot of people. And when this movie, I thought, was going to be just shunted off to Peacock when it first was announced, because mm-hmm. it was announced day and date a long time ago. I was going to say shit. Yeah. What the fuck were they thinking, man? Well, hold on one second. What the second. fuck were they doing? The reason I was excited and was like, I will watch this movie is because Matthew Lillard is in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now it's a must watch because it's going to be a cultural phenomenon. Right. But Absolutely. I think Danny, and to answer what you were speaking on right there Looks is that I, I think was... the quality of this movie might be in question. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm and, thinking. And they did they, that with Halloween ends, which is pretty obvious. Yeah, exactly. And they thought, let's just do what we do with Halloween ends. Also, uh, Austin, one of B.O. Boy Austin had a great take on this is that they want to be able to put this thing on PVOD at a uh, in a reasonable amount of time. So they're like, if we do day and date, it'll cut into the box office and therefore we will be able to release this on PVOD in a smaller window. Because if this thing makes $80 million or $100 million or $75 million, they will have to wait 30. I mean, they'll have to wait longer to put this thing on PVOD. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I think at that point, they don't care about waiting to put it on PVOD because they're actually making a ton of money at the box office. It, it is interesting to, to remember that even when Universal puts stuff on Peacock, they still do put it on PVOD. Yeah. So, yeah. and not, not, there's people who just refuse to get another streaming service. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So let's talk the day and date aspect. I think, and I, I think we were all probably somewhere along these lines. The Peacock day and date won't matter no. because so few people have Peacock and so few people who have Peacock even realize they have Peacock because so many people get it through your cable company gives it to you for free or, you know, you start a new job and and they threw that in there as a, as a employee benefit. You get health insurance, you get Peacock and people don't even realize they have Peacock. Like it's, it's not going to be a huge customer base that watches it there instead. It's not day and date on Netflix and it's not day and date on Disney plus mm-hmm. it's day and date on a service that people don't really watch and people don't realize they have. So do either of you think the Peacock day and date is going to really cut in? Like what is it worth? If this was not day and date on Peacock, do you think there's an extra 10 million on the table? I don't think it's that much. No, I, I, think, I think a little, you go, right. Danny, you go, Danny. A little three to five million on the table will be taken in without the peacock. Mm-hmm. A little more. I, I could not see to that. go above in expectations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> Peacock has, I think it's twenty million subscribers or so. So of that, yeah, I, I, I think there's a small percentage that would have seen this movie in theaters and instead are gonna choose to watch it at home. And there's also when Clinton, you could speak to this, 
it's a horror movie and people want to watch horror in the theater with other people, even if they could watch it for free at home. It's not just a horror movie, though, Pat. It's a happening, man. Right. It's a happening. That is the thing. This is youth-driven. And this is what I always say. When the shut-ins on the internet write these articles about how theaters are dying and everybody wants everything at home and all this stuff, it's because they want to stay at home, they don't like being around people, blah, blah, blah. It's a myopic view. Mm -hmm. If you're a young person, you want to be where the people are. You want to hang out with your friends away from your parents. This is what we all forget. This is what all these bloggers forget is that they don't have parents they have to worry about being away from. They have their apartments or whatever. They have their own spaces. Kids need a place to go mm-hmm. where they can say, we're going here for three hours. And a movie theater is a public place. It's not, we're going to Sam's house. And they're like, oh, are you going to get loaded? This is a movie theater. They know what, you know, listen, if they're going to bring in a little schnapps or whatever in the book bag, that, whatever, that's what these kids can choose to do. But a parent's going to let you go to a movie theater with a bunch of your friends Mm -hmm. because it's a public space and they know what you're going to be doing at least for part of that time. Kids need to get away from their parents. They will go to the theater even though they could stay home and watch Peacock. Even if they have their own, you know, they have their laptop in their room. They they want to be around other people their age. That is what's going to drive this movie is young people that don't want to stay home on a Saturday yep. or a Friday watching Peacock. Yep, yep. And then I think, I think the day and date on Peacock is fine because I do think there's a movie that people will see in the theater and then watch scenes of it again when they get home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that this is a... This is a movie that will legitimately, to whatever degree Peacock could be helped at this point, will help Peacock a little bit. Some people will get it or or realize they have Peacock because they want to go home and rewatch some cool scenes, some cool kills from Five Nights at Freddy's. Now, I think that's the question that we've had, and we've had this for a long time. We've mentioned it anytime there was the day and date movies is even if people on the opening night and the opening weekend go to the theater, does this cut into the rewatch value? The return to the theater, which makes right. something a huge hit, those like, obviously this is going to be Titanic, or it could be, who knows, but Titanic was, I go again and again and again. Avatar is, I right. go again and again and again. And this is a movie that, yes, you want to be around your uh, other kids your age but then you also have your close-knit friends that you know you guys went on friday and then on saturday you all go in the den and you watch this movie again and you fast forward to the great kills or whatever it is and then you go and do whatever you're going to do instead of we got to go back to the theater again yeah i i do think this i think you're right i think the day and date hurts the second weekend way more than it hurts the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Legs wise. Yeah. Legs wise. Yeah. It, it definitely hurts the legs because there will be people who would have maybe went to see it again that won't. And then some people who they tell their friends, oh, I like this. And instead of then that friend going, they just watch it together on Peacock. I, so and I, 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 I think that it doesn't really matter for this opening weekend. But yeah, I think this... And listen, this is a movie that probably unless it's way better than we're expecting, the legs were going to not be great on this anyway. And if it, even if it doesn't make 80, like I think people are going out of their heads, right? And we'll get to our numbers. Yeah, we'll get to those. Say this thing makes 45. Right. That's insane. Yes. That's so, uh, that's more than Megan. It's bigger than Megan. It's, 
listen, Cocaine Bear was a success. That opened to 23. Megan was a success. That opened to 30. So this movie making 45, 50 million is basically making what Cocaine Bear and Megan opened to combined. I mean, that's, that's, a, yes, 80 million would be insane. This movie does not need to open to 80 million to be a giant success. And we talk about the sea change in the theaters this year. Kirk mentioned it last episode. We've been talking about it all year. This is such a huge deal because if this movie opens to 50 or 60 or 70 at the budget that it was made at. Yep. And the IP acquisition price, which we don't know what it is. Maybe we can look that up for next episode. It wasn't $400 million. Right. It was an exorcist acquisition. Right. right. And right. it's those old crusty IPs are dying. They yep. are dead. Indiana Jones yes. is going to be on the block for pennies on the dollar. Yep. And this IP... Five Nights at Freddy's will have a sequel. Yes. It could be a franchise. It will be a franchise for sure. Right. I feel like and what's the response? I can't I it's it's gotta be that the acquisition of this IP, which was it was a hot IP and it was a movie that people were waiting for. There is built up anticipation for this movie. But there's no way it cost them $400 million no, no. in any not. aspect of acquiring this, making this movie, or continuing to use this, this IP. Here's the thing. If tomorrow we were having a draft, mm-hmm. and listen, we're not going to do a draft because we're, we're not a ringer podcast, so we're not going to do a draft. But if we were to do huh. a draft- I think that deserves uh, a huh. Huh? 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 huh. huh. If, uh-huh. We, if we were to do a draft of IP to make movies out of, and every IP- in the world was thrown into this draft, you would absolutely, absolutely have to draft the Five Nights at Freddy IP mm-hmm. ahead of Indiana Jones, ahead of Transformers. You know, it's an, uh, it's it's not a, it's a no brainer at this point that something like Five Nights at Freddy's and these other game IPs are more valuable than these crusty old IPs from movies that started being made in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and and that's that's just the way it is. That is the sea change now of what matters and what doesn't matter. Uh, last thing on stars here, Josh Hutchison, does he matter being in this? I feel like he's, he's someone who might be a welcome face to think of the ages of the people who are the prime demo for this, you know, you're 18 to say 28. Hunger range. Games. Hunger Games was like their childhood. Yeah. And so I mm-hmm. think Josh Hutcherson is the perfect B movie level actor to be the lead in this. I think he's just a pleasant, very recognizable face. You know, it's like him or like Rupert Grint. And I think Josh Hutchinson's a better choice than Rupert Grin to be the lead of this type of movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, And not that Rupert Grin, try, he likes riding around his ice cream truck, so good for him. But he's the type of guy from one of those franchises that you could throw in here, and he doesn't have to be that good of an actor, but just be recognizable to people who grew up with him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they've got a good cast for this type of low-budget movie. It appeals to different age groups. So 
Uh, anything else that we haven't touched on regarding Freddy's before we get into our predictions? I mean, I feel like we've covered all the, the, the aspects of this heading into opening weekend, anything else, or should we get into our top five predictions? I feel like we covered everything. I think we're ready to go to the numbers. Uh, wow. All right, let's do it then. So Danny, you're the guest, meaning you get the choice. Would you like to predict? I'll go the second. I'll go that- second. That popular slot. Everyone, the guests love predicting second. Clayton, do you want to go first or last? I'll go last. All right. I'll be anticlimactic. So then here we go. Obviously, number one at the box office is going to be Five Nights at Freddy's. And my God, I mean, Kirk Minahan went 90 million. And in the end, I hope he's right. But I'm going to go with a cocaine bear plus a Megan which would come out to 53 million. That is my prediction for this. It is so hard for me to fathom this movie opening to more than Cocaine Bear plus Megan. It it'll be amazing if it does. God, I hope so. But I'm going to go 53 million. So then number 2. Um here is where it gets a little interesting. It gets interesting because there's two popular Actor, actress, well, actor yeah. against a singer actress. So, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it, and and I know, especially some, we'll we'll get to it. You know, th- there's some some YouTube followers of us who might think that I'm just just all in the tank for Marty here when I say my next prediction. I think Killers of the Flower Moon is gonna be number two. Wow. I think that, and this is it's gotta it's gotta hold well because it's a movie that's built around having legs. Last weekend it made 23 million. So a 50% drop would be 11 and a half million. I think it's going to have a better hold than that. I think it's going to make about 13 million dollars, maybe 14. That means number 3, I think Taylor Swift the Eras Tour of the movie is going to have a really big drop. You know, third weekend of this with that audience I think is going to heavily be invested in going to Five Nights at Freddy's. I think Taylor Swift, the Eras tour has another huge drop. And I think it drops to like 12 million. I think it's a squeaker squeaker, but I think killers is number two. Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, the movie is number three. Um, and then I think at number four is going to be Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. And then number five, I'm going saw X. I think Exorcist Believer finally does fall pretty hard this weekend, falls out of the top five. So I'm fully going nuts here. I'm go- so just to recap, my top five is going to be Freddy's opening to 53, then Killers of Flower Moon, then Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, then Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, and Saw X number five. You guys, I hate to throw a wrench into this so late in the game. There's and another after- movie opening. Not just another movie. It's a Angel Studios movie. Oh, boy. And they're running the same scam. It is a pay-it-forward movie called After Death. And I'm looking at the website, and they are 85% to their goal of pre-sales. It looks like 142,000-plus tickets have been sold already for After Death. It's happening again. So that's like a $10 million opening? No well, way. Sound oh. of Freedom opened to 19. 
Okay. This Officially is a, on the number. This is a documentary, though. After I'm look, death. After death. I'm but looking at it right now. Pre-sales. These are tickets already sold. So if you multiply that number by $10 a ticket, we're looking at at least, what, $14 million? Oh, my God. So it's going to be top sales. It's going to be top five. Wow. It, it's, it could be number two. I mean, oh it's my. possible if everything drops. I mean, do you want to change your answer? I, right? You know now what? I'm going to I'm going to go with the information I had at the time I made the prediction. So that is my top five. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to use it either. I'm not going to use it either because I've never right. even heard of this at all. But. Yeah, you'll hear about it on Monday's episode. So, so let's go then to Danny giving us your top five. Of course, the most important thing is the prediction of Freddy's. So, go okay. For so, slam doink. It's Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. at the Cribs box office. Look, the biggest. I want to touch base on the last uh, biggest opening Blumhouse was which was Halloween in 2018. Made like 70 something million. Yeah. I think it's going to beat that. I'm going yes. 80 freaking 84. Yes. 84. I love 84, it. baby. And I, I think it's it. now we're going to be your 90 because the peacock thing. But 84 sounds like a thing. And it could oh, wow. pass Oppenheimer as a universal film, which was the biggest of the release. So I'm sensing it could beat Halloween for sure. Wow. So 84 for number one. I love it. And number two, look. Killers of the Flower Moon does not have awareness. I don't think it's going to be enough despite word of mouth. Look, you need awareness for this movie to go out and promote this. So number two is Taylor Swift okay. in this bitch because she went out there and promotes this by going to watch Travis Kelsey in the Chiefs. Yep. I think it's going to be number two. And I think people, fans might come back to see it or who knows, people might try to see it. Either way, I don't know. But I'm going Taylor Swift for sure. Right. Number three is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. Number Number four is going to be, yeah, Paw Patrol and Saw X number five. Exorcist drops like a fucking cliff. Wow. Down. Wow. That is. And it should have been a day to date release. It should have been a day to day release. That's a shit movie. That should have been your day to date. Yeah. 100%. You swap those. If you swap Five Nights and that, that's a good business oh, yeah. model. But, but, but you know absolutely. what? An Exorcist would have been the type of movie. I think that would have lost even more money at the box office because the people who have Peacock and know they have Peacock are also the older yes. viewers who are like, they went to go see The Exorcist in the theater, but if they had had the option to watch it for free at home on Peacock, a service they're already watching their, you know, Bravo TV shows on, they would have just stayed home. So yeah, that would that would have really hurt Exorcist Believer. But, but I I love the boldness of eighty four million for Five Nights at Freddy's. That's that's what you come to the show to do. You can't blame people for betting on Exorcist over Five Nights at Freddy's because even in the best of times, nobody knows anything, as the great William Goldman said. Yep. yep. R.I.P. Well, Clayton, what do you know? Well, I know Slam Doink number one Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. Now, you know, last, this is tough because again, we are in uncharted territory yeah. here with this. People are going all over the map. We're still trying to see what is hype and what is not. Are all these play alongs going to equal ticks? Do Twitch's equal ticks mm -hmm. is the question. 
when people love an IP, then they do, right? If it's Morbius, then it doesn't. This is not a Morbius situation, obviously. Uh, the 80, that to me just feels so high. And Pat, what did you say? I went 53. I said I'm cocaine bear plus Megan. in the middle, and I'm going to say 65. Okay. Because I think that would be spectacular. And for my number two, I'm going to go where you both are too ignorant to go. Okay? Oh. After death, slam mm-hmm. doink number two. Wow. Because the pre-sales wow. <laughs> are there. This isn't a Taylor Swift situation where we don't know if these are foreign pre-sales, blah, 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 blah. They, the proof is in the pudding and it's on the website. All right? Those 142,000 tickets are money in the bank. You All can't right. blame Those, me because I haven't find out till last minute. So. I told you. It, I told you before you picked. You decided not to. Here's the thing: that money, nobody even has to be in those theaters, and this movie is going to make seventeen million dollars at number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm going to go for it. Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. I do think the Taylor Swift moment is over. We're in spooky season. We are in serious film season that's a it's a movie that's a long serious film an autumnal film it is going to be number three number four is taylor swift and number five will be paw patrol because the rats need their cheese even stale cheese after it came out a month ago doesn't matter puppies puppies bro yeah all right so can't complain there that is some bold predictions all around. I think every one of these top fives was interesting in their own way. And yeah, this after death, it was a monkey wrench. And I'm looking at their, I mean, I'm looking at their Angel Studios site. And it is, I got to say. Look at you. You're, yeah, it, you're changing your it, mind. No, no, I'm not changing my top five, but I, I am. I got to research this. I am going to say. There is something satisfying about the way they do it. And they show you a customer just bought a ticket in Memphis. A customer mm-hmm. just bought a ticket in San Antonio. And they they just update it constantly as a, you know, I have no interest in this film, but I have such interest in the, uh, the embeddable ticket counter on the Angel Studios website. Well, I'll tell you what, if Taylor Swift would have done this maneuver... That movie would have made $200 million. A pay-it-forward system for other Swifties. I know. Less fortunate Swifties. I would have, and I'm not a Swiftie, and I've said this, I would have bought tickets for underprivileged young women to go see this film. I I think with the the pay-it-forward, there is a, and listen, we've talked about how there's scam aspects of the Taylor Swift, the Aristotle, the movie, but it would have been a scam on a scam. It would have been. And when we say scam, we don't mean that as an insult. No, we love everything. Taylor Swift did with this movie, respect it. But I do think she's always got to be careful about her reputation and doing something that angel studios and, and, uh, sound of freedom just did a few months ago, probably not the best look for, the reputation of Taylor Swift. So I, I'm sure that 100% that uh, idea was floated to her team within her team. And that's my guess. And I think I'm right about it. Yeah. 
And they said, we just... We can't be that. We can't be that. Okay. Um, even if it would have helped the box office, she's got to think about more than just this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, those are our predictions. What a weekend this is going to be. Now, oh, yeah. Danny, you talked about how this is your comeback film for both you and your podcast. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what listeners of I screen you scream for number four the movies what listeners can expect possibly possibly in regards to five nights at freddy's so i haven't been to the movies like i said since gran turismo and i've been down this fall from movie going from like low down it's because they delayed dune it was my most second anticipated film right i was so upset the strike's been killing me to anticipate I was going to go see other films last month, but I completely turned them down mm-hmm. just to wait on something. I was going to wait till the Marvels next month, which we all know it's going to stink, by the way. Right. But seeing Five Nights at Friday's because can we give a shout out to Blumhouse and Universal real quick? Yes. They promoted this movie unlike the actors couldn't. Mm-hmm. They cared about this movie despite the quality because that what attracted me to come to see this movie for a reason. And as a gamer, I have to. Yeah. So as a gamer, I wanted to see it. So I said, I even did a poll on Twitter. I'm going to see this movie 100%. So yeah, this will be my comeback for my podcast. I screen, you screen for movies. I can't wait to get this. So obviously it's a podcast, nothing major, but movie reviews and some business movie topics sometimes. So it's nothing but chill session. You know, that's what my show is all. That's what my show is all about. To all the wannabe boys, girls, and people, people, and the Swifties, the Barstoolies, the Kirk Manahan fans. Yep. that's what you all can fan. expect yeah. my show to be. So, I appreciate anyone can follow and subscribe to my show if you all want to check out my analyst of Five Nights at Freddy's, as well as I will be reviewing a couple films next month. I got Marvels, I got Hunger Games, I got yes. Thanksgiving. You're back, yes. and so you're saying yeah, you're coming. back. You're thinking you're back. I'm back. I'm back. But 2024 is going to be in shambles if the strikes is not resolved. And there could be a lot of pushings going on. That is true. So let's enjoy these next few months while there are still movies in the hopper. And you named some good ones. So I'm looking forward to this run of Ice Screen, You Scream 4, number number four four. movies. We'll have the link to your podcast in our show notes of this episode. Appreciate if you guys can leave the Apple because the Apple is the one that matters. Of course. Uh, the YouTube one, I don't mind, but nowhere near, but I only post the YouTube videos when I have guests. But no, the next episode I'm doing, Apple. I won't have a guest this time around. Yeah, it's all about it's the gonna Apple. Be myself. So, so follow that podcast on Apple and the Five Nights at Freddy's episode coming up very soon after Danny sees the movie. So very should exciting. be next week, so I can talk about the box office as well. So very should exciting. be interesting for this comeback yeah. as well. I will be touching base on that. And you know what? Rate and review Danny's podcast. Yes, five. Stars. Go there five and say the Bo Boy sent me yes. five stars. Yep, yep. Show him some love. This man came on the show and he cut the shit to our faces about what we said about Gran Turismo. That deserves five-star ratings from every yeah. wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, wannabe old person. Person. He, person. Yeah, he nope. didn't come in here and kiss our ass. Nope. Nope. He <laughs> yelled in our goddamn face. We're looking he at each other. He almost told me to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Did I almost said that? Oh, I got to watch it. Was, no, no. Do not apologize. No. 
That's I was why complimenting. you deserve five stars. Yeah. So. You guys just didn't mention the awareness. That's why I had to cut the shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Period. Put us in our place. Yeah. So give Danny five stars. Give us five stars. Next week, give us five stars. Don't give it. Give Danny the five stars right yes. now. Yes. You only have the energy in your thumbs to give Pay one five-star review. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Give it to Danny right now. Um, anything else there you want to plug, Danny? I mean, the, the podcast comeback, that's the thing. The that's Twitter. I screen, uh, no, the Twitter, ISUS4MPOD. That's mm-hmm. going to be. Is it number four? Leave that in the show notes. Yeah, number four. Number four. I, so the Twitter is IS at ISUS4MPOD. Four, number four, number four. M-pod. And my TikTok. I haven't been doing TikToks for as well, but got to get back to making those audiograms for sure. Been yep. damn lazy even before I stopped doing the show for a month. So You're definitely on the comeback, my comeback towards for sure. You should do a what does the fox say TikTok. <laughs> yes. Oh, bring it back, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try. That's your thing now. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Cut in sure. pictures of sure. Foxy from uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That thing will take off. Yeah. We'll share it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So follow Danny on all platforms. We'll have the links below. But of course, Apple is the main one. Give him five stars there. Of course, we are on YouTube. So watch us on YouTube. Of course, we also have web exclusives now we're making videos clayton and i specifically only for the youtube channel so after the show it's the after bo where we talk about how the show went break it down get into some fights really you know just really crazy stuff going on you guys are welcome to talk shit behind my back so i'll be watching well you you'll be watching so you'll get to find out what we say along with anyone who watches us exclusively on the YouTube channel. Also, full episodes there, clips, vertical videos, all kinds of stuff. But the After BO, that is what's going wild right now on our YouTube channel. Follow us on social medias at the BO Boys Pod. Want to be a senior intern, Christopher, killing it with the vertical videos there. And, of course, we thank Want to be a junior intern, Jack, for his research and for his writing over at our Substack. So in the show notes, you've got the link. Our Substack is back, and it's thanks to Jack, who's going to be doing some writing. I just got the email. Again. That's very nice you guys brought that Substack back. So all the wannabe boys, girls, and people out people. there, Swifties, and the Man- Kirk Manahan fans, Barstoolies, subscribe to their Substack. Yes, yes. A lot going on there. And uh, email us, the B.O. Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting, so let us know what your five nights at Freddy's experience was this weekend, the BO boys podcast at gmail.com Clayton, Danny, I think we've done it. Uh, I can't imagine anything left to be said. No, nothing except for until next time. We'll We'll smell smell you. you.